Welcome to the Startup Business Q&A podcast with Richard Moore. Backed in, I've backed myself up by putting a way in, in which uh, you know uh, this this day can absorb those problems. Really, hello, Rebecca. Just mentioned you about Entrepreneur Business Live uh, Barcelona. We're just checking in to go live on LinkedIn and on Facebook. So I hope it actually worked fine. If anyone's on Instagram, do you want to check and you can check my Facebook? Then it would be amazing to do. I just need to wait for the tech to wake up, so it should be fine. Um, but yeah, we've got we've got a really important point in this, and what's crucial is to remember that with some people, the day works swiftly and everything goes fine, and there's no problems anywhere. Then sometimes the day just doesn't work out at all, and it's fine, you know. But you just got to remember that that that's something that's got to be expected. So. One way I do this, one hack I have, is that I have um, a whole host of tasks I plan to t- uh, do throughout the day, of course, and some of the tasks will be important big tasks, and some will be little ones, expendable tasks, and I kind of pack them in amongst each other. So what that means is I'm saying, right, this is a big task, then I can put a little one in for 10 minutes after here, then I've got this big one, then a little, and I'm paving my way through the day like that. So if stuff happens and I lose 10 minutes, you know, maybe um, someone needs me, uh, I get a call that I can't leave, I have something urgent come up, you know, I live at home, I work at home, I live at home, I work at home on on some days as well, and maybe uh, the family needs me for something. It is a really important idea, a really good idea rather, to make sure that you're, you know, just making sure if you have to drop the ball, you can pick up the ones that matter. So in a bad day, I might have to drop some of the expendable tasks, but it's fine. I've, got, I've built that time in. If I don't have to drop them, then they get done as well, you see. So rather than, for instance, only taking the entire day to do all the big stuff, I'm, I'm spreading that out a bit. And I'll get a bit more into routine a bit later on in terms of how I organize it. But I think that's a really important consideration. Just thinking to yourself... Can I put a few things in that are expendable? I get them done, but they're there really to help me in case I lose some. Uh, I lose some time because there's stuff coming up, for instance. Um, thank you, Rebecca, for checking that. I'm on Facebook. It looks like I am, and people are jumping in. William, good to see you. Kyoko, good to see you. Zach, good to see you. Um, and um, Zach Houston's asked a question. I'm going to answer in a sec. If anyone's watching on LinkedIn or able to, hello, Michelle Raymond as well. Hello, Jedi Hill. If anyone's able to watch on LinkedIn or check in and see if that's working at all, that'd be marvelous. As usual, it appears to be not giving me, of all people, uh, any uh, heads up that it's working. Um, question here from Zach Houston on Daily Routine. Do you actually put those tasks into a planner or is it in your head? Something in the middle. So what I have over here, which is kind of stage, stage left, um, is, a, is a whiteboard and I write them down. What I've found, and I'm quite an analog person. For someone who's a massive geeky techie kind of person, and I'm also quite analog as well. What I really prefer is to be able to, I'm, I'm sure I could have them at, uh, you know, at a glance in Trello or in some app or something, but I like to be able to just glance, not even alt-tab, but just glance and see what's coming up. So I, I'm a bit pen and paper with this kind of thing, but without question, I don't hold stuff in my head. I'm excellent at doing that, and that served me really well, and I genuinely believe that for someone like me who has a very poor memory, I remember things very well because of habit, okay? But I have the whiteboard where I've packed everything in, 
because I need to be able to refer to it at a glance. Also, it's gamified. This is a really important point in how I build the day out, and I'll explain some of the mechanisms in a, in a minute, but I gamify the day. And what that means is I'm, like people say things like, oh, you shouldn't watch the clock. Don't watch the clock, Richard. You, know, you should have passion, enjoy what you're doing. I watch the clock because I'm making it like a, like a bit of a challenge always. So what I do is I have a to-do list as most do. In addition to that, I bolt next to each of those items to do a time slot when I will be doing it. Not notionally do in the morning. It's a set time when I will do it and then a set time when I will finish it because the next task is starting. So for instance, 9.15, do X. 9.35 do Y. And it means I've got, you know, in that instance, a 20 minute period where I have to focus on nailing that one task. And it's exciting in a way because you're like, you know, even the mundane tasks, you're like, come on, I've got seven minutes left to complete this. The day zips past, but the productivity is outrageous. You know, you get so much more done this way because you're really focused on, on nailing those tasks, not just doing the task well, but also, you know, you've got that good pressure behind you as well. So rather than like, ah, oh, I wonder what I'll do next. Oh yeah, I've got those other things to do. It's more a case of, right, I've got this thing next. And the thinking, the thinking is taken out of it because the thinking was actually done the night before when I prepped or planned the start of the, of the next day. It's worth adding on this point here as well. I actually used, um, I, I, I made that point delib deliberately. I planned the start of the day, I don't plan all of the day. What I do is I plan, the first item on my when to-do list is actually the uh, task of writing up, you know, writing a plan, for example. And then I might have a few tasks and then it's like, 10.45 to 10.55, go make a coffee. 10.55 to 11 o'clock is plan the next two hours. And it's really good to kind of keep, because there's too much movement in the day, uh, keeping keeping tight with what I'm doing. So a few more things on that in a minute I'll be using. Uh, Leonilla uh, from over in Portugal, of course, who's going live on Facebook in my Entrepreneur Business Group a bit later today, which will be exciting to watch, uh, has said, I've I use a time cube and have the same feeling. That's an exciting idea. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the time cube. Um, and Michelle Raymond, uh, sorry, not Michelle Raymond, uh, Jedi Hill has said on Facebook, pen and paper, all wires different circuits in your brain than typing online does. It probably does, I agree. Good to see a lot of people here. So uh, Carolina Mankowski's here. Tendai Brukin's here. Trent Sumis, my man, is uh, watching from over in the States. Nadine is here from Canada. Uh, thank you very much everyone for watching. Jesper's from, um, down here in, U in Europe, well done. Uh, Jensen Sinaf's here as well. Is anyone able to check on LinkedIn, see if it's even awake? That'd be quite nice uh, to see if it's actually working at all. Um, and I'm going to be mentioning, oh, and talk about a giveaway in a minute, um, which is uh, something to do with LinkedIn that I'll be talking about uh, very soon. Uh, and also those of you who joined a bit later on, make sure you put in the comments hashtag team live or hashtag team replay and tell us where you're watching from as well. Next week on Wednesday the 18th is Entrepreneur Business Live Barcelona. Okay, so with Rebecca Godfrey uh, from the Leadership Back scene, uh, Kyoko Takayama, who is a, um, a, a public speaking coach, and for myself, and the focus on that, 
the topic will be uh, um, focused very much on uh, a, the idea of broadcasting your message. Um, we'll have uh, networking as well, but the, li the, the live stream will take place as usual in the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook on Wednesday next week from 6 p.m. European time. So it's uh, 5 p.m. London time and uh, East Coast. That will be what uh, midday, I think, that their time. So we better watch. You better watch live from the group. Um, I feel like the uh, LinkedIn live streams letting us down somewhat by not being on. Um, shall we give it another shot? So I'm going to close it and give it another try. This is the point where I try later and I go back to it later on today and it's, it's Richard Moore was live 17 times, something like that. But you know, let's try and get live again, see if that will actually work for us because it's a load of nonsense uh, half the time. At best, it's a load of nonsense, but hopefully it will, it will actually start working. Tech, right? I was saying earlier, and those of you who haven't, haven't, uh, aren't aware, I want to share this. My LinkedIn, my, sorry, my YouTube channel here that I was featured on uh, in the UK book of YouTube uh, last year um, is uh, going to be relaunched in a few weeks time. That's why we're not, there's a strategic reason why we're not streaming live there at the moment. We're going to be live there, uh, relaunching there in a few weeks time with a brand new channel. So I'm really excited about that. So I will obviously tell you a lot more about it soon. Hello, Kyoko. Nice to see you on uh, Facebook. Of course, you're going to be uh, with us next week in, in Barcelona. The following week on the 26th, on the Thursday, I will be in Miami with Shea Robottom and Shani um, uh, Moray, and we'll be talking about video content in business. So that will be another Entrepreneur Business Live. Two in two weeks, across two continents, two cities, two countries. Very excited about that. And we'll be helping uh, some different charities along the way. LinkedIn's not live yet, said Jesper uh, Backengel. I would like it to be. So let's see if it works now. It's technically live. Apparently we're live, but I don't know where it's broadcasting to. So uh, hopefully that will fix itself soon. Um, keep your eye on it if you would, uh, you lot, and tell me if it gets uh, any better. Let's go on to the next question. Uh, so, Goldie, th um, thank you very much for that. Good question. So, my point about that is to deal with bouncing back to your routine when you're when you're disrupted is to have expendable tasks intermingled with um, important tasks. That way, if you lose some, you can crack right on. But the when to do list concept of having set times and slots next to each task means it's like, oh man, that was annoying. I had to answer the door. That person was really important to speak to. I've lost that chance. But you know what? I can pick up this next task. It's 11.18. Now it starts at 11.20. Let's go. And by watching the clock and gamifying your day against times and time, uh, time slots, it really makes a big difference. Uh, move for, for our daughters. Good to see you on Instagram. Nikki Devine, you're here as well. And Mir uh, Mirav uh, Levine. Levine, Levine is here as well. Thank you very much for watching from when your name uh, of uh, over at LinkedIn. Run a recruiting business. I did that uh, about 12 years ago. Uh, no, about nine years ago, uh, which I run from, which I work from at home. Can I grow a business without having a physical office? Thanks. So, grow a business, do you mean more customers? Or do you mean more people, as in a larger business so you can scale up and take more on? I think that you probably mean, mean, might mean both. Firstly, of course you can. My days in, in headhunting recruitment were in an office and I really didn't need it because when I'm visiting clients, I'm visiting clients. And when I was seeing um, uh, candidates, I'd meet them for a coffee or I'd just do like a Skype call and you could be anywhere. So you can, happen, you can easily be at home in it. Here's the thing you've got to remember 
about and, and and the reason why this is important is because I found a really important way to grow uh, and, and to engage with people well is by doing video chat rather than by phone call. Um, I always did phone calls with people, always uh, that were that were Skype uh, because I got so much more from them. And it's crazy because <laughs> it's crazy because um, people worry about this idea because they say things like, you know, you just. It, people aren't going to take you seriously because, look, you're at home. Here's the thing. No one actually cares. No one cares at all. No one said to me, Richard, I, I see you're in an office there, but it's open plan, man. There's people walking past. Or I can hear someone on the phone next to you uh, trying to sell something. And, or someone, someone saying, Richard, I see you're not wearing a tie there. The point is no one has a problem with these little things unless you give them a reason to have a problem with those little things. If you're being utterly useless... If you're being utterly useless, they'll find that as a re they'll use that as a reason to get off the call. However, if you're being useful, so bringing someone value, they don't care in the slightest. Look, this is I'm just because of efficiency, I literally turn around from my desk, flick on live streams, a little bit more complex than that, flick on live stream and get on with it. No one actually cares that I'm not doing this from Buckingham Palace or from the top of the Shard. I'm doing it just in, a, in my home office on a Monday because life's a lot easier that way. No one cares because you're here for the content, not how the background looks. It's a bit of a consideration, but not really that much. I've not left dirty laundry anywhere or, or a plate with unfinished food on, sure. But at the same time, no one actually cares about this background stuff. So actually, what you can do, David, is just crack on. You can you can just get on with it from home. However, if you're going to scale a business in a grow a business, as you've asked, in terms of people. And by the way, this is nothing to do with daily routine at all. <laughs> then, but the thing is, the thing is, then it may be a consideration to have some kind of bricks and mortar and people in one place. But, you know, now the way I would do that now, because I worked a business where it's like, right, we're starting. We have to get an office. It's going to cost loads of money. Uh, we have to pay for this or pay for that. And, you know, and it was just like, just get a WeWork space or something like that. Like one of those spaces, is a piece of cake. You've got it all set up then. You can just get on with it and use, you know, use your laptops. Certainly in recruitment, you don't need to be there. You know, you don't ha you don't have to invite guests in that much. And if you do, just meet them at a mutually easily uh, easy place. Go for a coffee. Go to their office. Things like that. So I really find it's not really an issue. Um, Nicka Redding has asked uh, over on uh, Facebook, "What do you use to record video calls to clients? Always Zoom, because it's easy. Uh, and in fact, even the free account you can record and go, or you can go live for up to um, 40 minutes with someone. I have the pro account, so I can go off, uh, go indefinitely, but it's really worth it. It really is. Um, and you've asked here also, how do you send video messages to them by email or by text? A video message is in it, like I use a DM, you know. I might do a quick recording of a, of a message, then send it as a, a, technically as an attached file, or where permitted, I might actually hit the old uh, record uh, video um, message. I think pretty much it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, Instagram. You can do that. It's a really good example. Just record a video message. It's an absolutely brilliant way to connect with people. Um, uh, if one, one of you would like to check LinkedIn, I think it's failed today, basically. LinkedIn's just not worked, uh, which is a shame. Then uh, then we can try that. But otherwise, we will crack, up, crack on. Usually, but Zoom is usually big fike. I don't know what fike means. Uh, a big fike? <laughs> I don't know what you mean there, Nico. I found Zoom to be solid and reliable and really, really useful. It's very easy. I said, Richard Moore, yay. Richard Moore, yay. I would like to ask your thoughts on avoiding technology in the morning, applying the miracle morning routine or something similar. 
I would ask, firstly, do you need to avoid technology in the morning? Does that matter? Do you need to over, do you need to do that? Are we overthinking here? For some, I don't know if this is you or not, Brandy, for some, things like we must, over, we mustn't use technology in the morning is possibly a bit of a cute thing that makes us feel a little bit more kind of uh, a hippie and cool these days. Why? Why do you have to avoid technology in the morning? It might be that you do. It might, and you should, you should split test rather than what's fashionable. Again, this isn't necessarily you, Brandy. In my opinion, rather than what's fashionable, it's, is it going to help me? If it helps, then I do. And so technology in the morning might be something I don't do, don't use, or that I do. And what I'm, what I'm trying to say is you should think, how does it help you? So if you look at how I, I'm a very techie person, right? So I, I've, uh, my, my watch is hooked up to my phone and all the notifications fly back and forth. In the morning, first thing, I will do a quick scan of my phone. I won't interact with the notifications any more than swipe out, as in delete or get rid of the fluff. That's just like spam, no use, a notification that doesn't matter, and leave on, therefore, a concentrated focus of the stuff that matters. Then I'll crack on with my morning. Because there is an allotted time to go through emails. There's a lot of time to go through um, uh, uh, DMs from um, LinkedIn. There's a lot of time to go through comments on a piece of content that I sent eight hours ago, that I posted eight hours ago. You see, don't just handle it all because you need a bit of structure. What I do until that point is I have my eye on my watch and if something pops up, then of course I get the, the kind of header notification. It's like, okay, no big deal. And what it is, is without me getting my phone out all the time, I watch, this is just how I do it. My watch is like, you got something, big deal? No, okay, because it never is. It's almost never a big deal that you have to drop everything for. So that kind of keeps me aware, but not necessarily engaging in what's going on. And then when the time is right, and it's allotted time, then I'll do the emails and I'll do the notifications and so on, and I'll, and I'll take it from there. Okay, so so that's kind of how I've, I've I handled it. Um, that's my that's what I do. And and in fact, if you look at my routine in the morning, it's um, today, for example, it's five forty-five. I'm up, and that, that's not to show off. It's just because if I get up, I can go to the gym. So I have a little bit of a breakfast and go to the gym. I can be back here by just after seven, because I can then get my girls up. I can get them having breakfast with me. That's one of the important things to me on a Monday morning. I have breakfast with my girls and then I take them to school. Come back, have proper breakfast <laughs> uh, and a cup of coffee, which is a kind of a bit of a ritual. And then I, then I read something, then I start my day and plan it and things like that. So um, the reason why I go to the gym very early is so it's out the way. But I, by the time I come back, I've done the gym. It's out the way and everyone's still asleep. So I wake everyone up and we start the day then, but I've always already ticked the, I've done, been to the gym box, you see. So it kind of, if I tried to do it later in the day, it's really hard. I've tried it, it's very difficult to kind of squeeze it in. So, you know, I have that kind of routine, but, I, but as I say, I've always got, I've always mindful that, um, uh, I, I personally use technology a little, a little bit. You might think it's quite intense using the watch and the phone all the time, but I'm actually not, heavily sitting on the tech i've just got it there with me for the time when i need it i personally prefer using the pc way more than using a phone i've got massive hands as well but i do find that if i'm on the on the pc i can just kind of work through the comments and things a lot easier and the dms and that and i just I've, i use i even use whatsapp on pc uh because it makes life a little easier
first thing in the morning, start a happy playlist on Spotify of someone using tech positively, and I think I highly recommended it. It plays around the house. I love it. Good idea. Everyone's different, says Carolina Mankowski. My Fernie is the first thing I'll grab in the, in the morning, then on with my day. Uh, Ajani, I second that. It doesn't mean... This is the thing, seriously. It, honestly, I, and I'm not going to take either side because it's each to their own, but some people will say it's destructive to start your day. Oh, look, you're dependent on your phone. Well, really, because are you? Because your whole world has decided, you know, your social, your friends, your family, all that stuff. People have decided to connect with you or send you something or be in touch or, or ask you something whilst you're, you know, whilst you've been tucked up in bed. What a really nice idea to wake up and consume messages from friends and family what an amazing idea you know there's a lot of different ways of looking at it oh it's destructive i think it's i think it's a waste of time to wake up roll over pick up the phone and just thumb you know inanely through stuff but i do feel that that you know you can be purposeful about what you're doing on it that's that's the important way to look at it so um that's a really good really good question and um just check i haven't, I haven't missed anything on the question uh brandy yeah i mean Applying what my routine is really simple. I don't avoid tech in the morning. The morning I have, however, doesn't require me to use tech that much. I use the watch just to keep aware of what's going on in case something big happens. But typically, it's, it's not that big a deal. And what's good is things like being at the gym. When I get a uh, a message on my on my watch, it, it allows me to just kind of put it up here and you know think that's going to affect the day in this way or you know it's I mean, it allowed to allows me to be aware of it, but I can crack on with what I'm doing, for example. So uh, it's quite a handy way of looking at things. Um, <laughs> this is hilarious. LinkedIn is being utter utter rubbish today. Uh, let's just see how we do. I'll try it again just for fun. Um, so good question. Let's get on to the giveaway. The giveaway is uh, something I gave away in the Entrepreneur Business Group over on uh, Facebook some time ago, about a week or so ago. And um, a lot of people asked me for tips and guidance on um, LinkedIn. So I have done, I'd like, to, I think I've done really well on LinkedIn the last uh, 18 months or so. I've gone from essentially zero to something like 12,000 followers, which isn't the fastest growth at all. Um, but there's some really strong engagement. I'm getting really great inbound leads, deals, business, consulting gigs, all that kind of thing. What I'm going to be sharing in front of 3,000 people. I'm running, uh, I'm not running, I'm at called uh, Digital Design Days. I'm focusing on how to leverage uh, the platform LinkedIn to, um, you know, to, to kind of distribute your content and get something meaningful in return. This is going to be on stage with, this is me not flexing, just proving the point that it's half decent, on stage with people like um, head of uh, design and, and creative for businesses like MasterCard and um, the likes of uh, Spotify and Uber and Ars Electronica and so on. And uh, media monks are there too. So all these people speaking, I'm going to be up there as well. And so what I'm doing, as well as the, the talk, is a four-hour workshop there. So I've distilled a load of this. And if you are interested, I'm doing a, a mini kind of masterclass across two hours online. So it's like a Zoom hangout. I've already run one of them. Already testimonials have come in about how valuable it's been. And what I'm doing is I'm saying like... Here's the state of union, if you say of the kind of play right now for LinkedIn. Here's the stuff I am doing that works. And it's almost like a big old checklist. And I go through the three C's, so connection building, uh, content build, building and using that, and community building as well. And how, you know, literally the stuff I'm doing right now. 
And in addition to that, so this is literally me screen sharing and sitting there live with you doing it and explaining it. And then there's a Q&A afterwards. We had a great response last time. If you're interested in that, and then that will take place soon, but I need you to send me a DM saying I'm in for LinkedIn. So send me a DM for that and I can hook you up with the, uh, with the masterclass. And if you are unable, we'll talk about it on the DMs, but if you're unable to make it, we will do a, a recorded replay. That's what we had last time. So you get to still listen in as well. But it was a triumph last time. It went really well, some really good feedback. And I'm gonna be sharing how I'm doing well on LinkedIn and the stuff that's working right now. So it's very, very uh, a good masterclass. If I wasn't so biased, I would still be saying you should do it. <laughs> okay, so if you, if you want in, DM me, I'm in for LinkedIn, and I'll explain a bit more as we go along, and um, uh, let's see how that goes. So next question is from Simon Fuller over on LinkedIn as well. Hey Richard, not sure if relevant. <laughs> I get a lot of questions that are not relevant, doesn't matter. Not sure if relevant, but would ask one, how do you find your focus? at the beginning of the day, and two, how to prioritize the right work to be done. So I find the focus because I'm, I am, I'm accountable to my when to do list. I'm accountable to it because I've written out, here are the things I'm gonna be doing, here's the second time and the time allotted to do it that way, because then you're, you're like, right, well, it's 9.15 now, this is the thing I've next got to do, and that's how it works. Whereas if it's like, oh, hopefully I'll be motivated today, I'm relying on too much hope. And in fact, when I have, you know, I speak to some people who are like, oh, I watch a couple of, you know, I watch a couple of YouTube videos to get me pumped in the morning. Good for you if it works. For me, it doesn't because I'm only human. And so there's like, oh, there's that other video. It looks really good. And then you, then you can indulge too much, you see. So it's very much more a focus on, on um, the things that, that uh, I've written down and said I'm going to do. I also am being real because I find I'm actually a really good worker in the evening. I do very well in the evening. Whereas in the morning, it takes me a bit of time to warm up. So rather than forcing it, I've designed my days, certainly the weekdays, are all about waking up and being with my children and my family and having breakfast together and taking them to school and things like that. And, and actually, although it was raining, <laughs> it was quite nice to do that this morning, you see. And, and it's rather than the pressure of got to be in the office or got to get this thing done, it's, you know, that kind of thing takes precedence and it, and it gets me a, an opportunity to kind of warm up a bit. And I think... Um, Every day is different, but with a routine nailed down, I do tend to find I, I don't have to worry about being motivated or not. It sounds like a weird thing, but I don't use being motivated or not as the driver behind me deciding to do any work. Instead, it's because it needs to be done, Richard, and it's been written on your task list as the reason why things get done. So if I'm having a bit of a rubbish morning you must all know so your thumbs up if you've had this before where you wake up and you're like just not feeling it today no mojo maybe it's a bit of a late night or you had a bad night's sleep and you're like, I'm just not in the mood but the thing is when when it's like but in 15 minutes I've got task number one it's due and I've got the weight of the other task behind it I have to just start just do it you think about this right so with the with a very few exceptions we've been live every single week for 160 weeks I think I've not been live and, you know, I've not been live and put a pre-recorded thing up instead less than 10 of those weeks, like when I have my operation and so on. So 
as if I'm ever, I'm always going to be completely pumped about doing the live stream. Sometimes I'm just not in the mood, but it's going to happen. Sorry, go do it. And, you know, and that's a really important thing, because if it's something you like doing, you remember whilst doing it that you really like doing it and you feel quite pumped and focused as you go along. So that, that hopefully helps you. But that kind of gives you, and you then remember and you keep your focus. Your second part of your question, though to be done. I have a, a thing called the CEL approach, C-E-L approach, and um, uh, the way I do it is basically I have C that stands for customer or client acquisition or cash flow. They're the most important tasks that come first. If you, running a business, are not asking yourself, where does my next customer come from at least once a day, you're not doing it properly. You're focusing on things that don't matter, unless you're completely non-transactional. But even then, I think you should probably be thinking about these kind of things. Um, so it's a big deal to be asking that. And I'm, if I have you know, an important um, email to write, but I also have um, an opportunity to close someone, th those closing opportunities come first because I'm at my best typically between say nine and 11 o'clock. It's really good idea to have those things first. So customer acquisitions and things, um, uh, you know, new client onboarding, that all comes first. Secondly is E. So and after uh, customer acquisition and cash flow, E is essential tasks, inverted commas. Essentials like hair is on fire, this stuff needs to be done. And remember, this comes second to customer acquisition. A lot of problems go away when more cash is coming into the business. And if you have that first, at least, you know, even if you've got hard stuff to come, when you start these essential tasks, the day is already a good day because you've made some progress in the direction of either trying to gain a new customer, so maybe you put some new things out there, or you've actually closed some people as well. So it's a really nice foundation for handling the essential tasks. Essential things come next. And then the L of CEL, Simon, is lines of work and lines of focus. What that is, is you basically saying, um, what are the lines of work I actually have? What's the thing I do? So, you know, is it sales consulting? Is it helping people with social media strategy and, and online engagement? What tasks relate to my lines of work? And lines of focus are the things that you're doing right now, so the particular projects. So within my lines of work, I have all these different areas, but one of my lines of focus right now are Entrepreneur Business Life Barcelona, Entrepreneur Business Life Miami. So the tasks that are essential are, have I got a photographer for next Wednesday? Have I got, um, you know, the slides set up? Have I got these basic things organized? What do the ticket numbers look like? How, am I, have I been in touch this week with the, uh, with the venue, for example? Lines of focus as well. So it's those tasks that come third. And the reason why is because they are all aligned with my work. And what happens is if miraculously I complete all of that stuff in the day, get round to it, well, it doesn't matter if long enough that it starts becoming essential, well, then it becomes essential, right? And if it becomes more and more relevant to the work you're doing, well, then it becomes relevant to the work you're doing and it becomes a line of work or line of focus. So I allow things to bring themselves into interview um, but otherwise, it's very, very focused on the stuff that actually matters, which really is closing new clients and doing the essential stuff. It's amazing how so many things can keep in your daily routine. It's, so many, it's amazing how some things will like, like, you can leave them for two days, they're absolutely fine. And so with that in mind, you do the stuff that's really important first and stuff that's left will either be left and that's that, or it will 
turn into a place where we come to a place where it's like this is really important now and of course then you pick it up and run with it okay so um that's a really important way to look at it so simon great question there uh number five question number five from hilda schwartz uh, you've asked me from these are all from linkedin in fact i think so you've asked not sure whether you can answer this at all richard well i always try um but you're still going to try it when working from home do you and if yes how do you plan in stuff like grocery shopping cooking laundry getting enough rest sports kids school into your daily routine next to starting a business yes it's all there i plan the day not just the work in my daily plan includes time allotted to go and have a coffee includes time to sit for 10 minutes and think because if you if you do nothing it's called my zero time if i do zero no notifications everything's switched off for 10 minutes literally sit in the room don't let any external stimuli come in just think what happens is your brain's not focused on one task your brain is not focused on any task. And you might think your brain switches off. That's actually when your brain switches on. That's the, when the brain can be heard. And if I sit and do nothing for 10 minutes, first couple of minutes, nothing happens. Then I might be get a bit like itchy after a while. I want to go and do something else. But what happens is after a couple of minutes, your brain starts going, there's, pops in like there's this thing that needs doing. There's that thing that needs doing. You kind of let it go, let it flow. And you'll, you'll end up kind of putting things together. Going, and you come out, come out of just 10 minutes. You come out of, of that kind of mindfulness period of, of doing that with, okay, this needs doing, this needs doing. And you've got the order and everything. It's a very interesting way of working. So even that's in there. Dinner, like downtime for dinner is in. Going to pick up my children from the school run, it is in. It's all booked in. Like, that's kind of fine. What you're doing is this kind of, this this thing of like, even fun, you're scheduling fun. And it's, the thing is, it's like, if you don't do the scheduling of the fun, then you end up not doing it at all. Because you overlook it. Because like, oh, but I've got to do this work. I've got to do this. I make the downtime as mandatory as a business meeting might be during the day. And And what happens is that it gets done it means I get to do the, the fun stuff as well because I actually have blocked it in. And it means I don't get stressed because I'm having time out and, oh man, I've got to do that thing because I've booked it all in. So I'm managing my expectations. It's like, it's cool to take this 30 minutes out because actually I've, I've planned, I've looked at my day and planned it in a way in which that's, that's achievable because I've got these other things to do as well. Okay, it's ebb and flow, of course, with the seasons as, you, as things get uh, busy or not as busy. But building in means it gets done. Okay, if you don't, what happens is you get into flow on a task, sometimes a bad task, and you haven't broken it like you're sitting there flicking through social, and you're basically using masses of time and not having any time out, and three hours pass, and, you've not, and not only have you not done anything productive, but you've actually not any, even had any downtime as well, so it's very important. Carolina here has asked, is everyday schedule for you? Do you ever have an afternoon day where you do nothing? Yes, I do. And the holy grail beyond money is nice to get money and so on. It's good when you kind of get to that point. But beyond there, I've found that the, the place I really try and target is flexibility. So it allows me to say, and I, I do, I've done this before. It's like, I need this half, half day off. Friday last week, Carolina, um, for my youngest daughter, she, who's only four and a half, she started her first day at school. So just like today as well, it's, it's like I usually take them to school anyway, but I wanted more time in the morning and I wanted to make sure that at quarter to three, I was done so I could walk to the school. They finished at three on Friday, 
pick her up, spend time with her a good hour before I cracked on with a bit more work because I wanted to make sure I build that in. So if you look at weekends as a good example, I have a lot less planned in because it is all, all in on family time, but there'll be a check-in station here and here, and it's like, check in on this, check in on this, there's maybe a post that goes out, but that stuff's scheduled anyway. You've got the software to do it, you might as well use it. And that's, that's a really good way of doing it. So a, a lot of the time I do nothing, but that will still be intentional. It's never because I can't be bothered. If I can't be bothered, I fight aggressively against that. Um, uh, by by the way you've got to build, this is a really important thing that's worked for me. If ever you're if ever you're like I can't be bothered, the way out of that, there is a solution. The way out of that is action, but action against the most minute tasks. And you have to. It's called building momentum to get back in. People know what they need to do, but they don't. You don't have the willpower or energy when you're feeling rubbish to do the big task to get yourself really moving again. So the little ones give you a bit of momentum with some small wins, and it really helps you pick up. So that's the way I do that. So I can get back into it. But but that's you know it, it's important to be cool with having time out if you've earned it. If you've earned it. If if I've got big stuff on, I need to work. I need to work. It's as simple as that, really. Okay. Just to recap, uh, a couple of, of the notes before we finish up here. So, uh, firstly, Barcelona next week, Entrepreneur Business Live. If you're in Barcelona, come and join us. Go to therichardmore.com. You can grab a ticket. We'll be talking about broadcasting your talking about using video content. For if you cannot make them, they will be streamed in the Entrepreneur Business Live. Uh, sorry, the Entrepreneur Business Group on uh, Facebook. So you can just search for the group Entrepreneur Business Group and you'll see it on Facebook and you can see the speakers stream live right there. I will also ha, <laughs> try and stream over on uh, LinkedIn, but it's decided to do absolutely nothing today. So um, uh, um, Restream has said, yeah, we're live, but it's simply not. Um, and, and in addition to that, it was very well received last week. I think it was last week. Um, and so we're doing, again, the LinkedIn Masterclass. So I'm sharing. Uh, we already had a few DMs pop in uh, whilst we're doing the live stream. Um, we'll be, I'll be sharing across two hours uh, very soon um, how I use LinkedIn. Connections, building community, content, literally screen sharing live with you. Not like this, but in a Zoom chat so you can speak to me as well how I do it. I'll be breaking it down. And it's not like, here's stuff that I did months ago. This is the now uh, checklist. This is the 2019 moving to 2020 checklist. And after that kind of hour-ish, there'll be a Q&A as well. It's recorded too, so you can you can obviously watch it back again. If you're interested in joining me for the LinkedIn Masterclass, this is a masterclass I will then be taking to Milan in front of 3,000 people next month. I'm also doing a, a, a London-based in-person version of it. So if you want to get the easy version to kind of consume by not visiting any of these places, you can simply do it online with me in a Hangout. Uh, send me a DM that says I'm in for LinkedIn, and I'll get back to you with a bit more detail on that uh, after, after the show. So let me know. Few messages coming through on Instagram. Uh, two black hearts. I'm a student at Wits University. Is it Wits? Yeah, Wits University. Currently do my T uh, teaching uh, T E S O L certificate. I think that's teaching language abroad, isn't it? Um, I want to go teach English in Asia, South Korea, or China to be specific. I want to make money and start and come back to South and start a business. Good go do it good for you okay if you have a question then uh, then uh, i'm happy to uh, answer as well but all the best for that i know i know some people have done it with great success uh and putrad j4371 says 
Are you know Bitcoin? Yes, I know about Bitcoin. Thanks so much. Uh, next question. So uh, <laughs> Sam Bates has asked, Richard Moore, how do you deal with the conflict of being around loved ones who are negative? You can't just cut them out of your life. Give me a thumbs up or a heart or something. Has this been a, an issue for any of you? Is this something you, that's come up at all? Um, uh, being around loved ones who are negative, who, do you, you can't just come out of your life. No, you can't. And they're loved ones. <laughs> they're loved ones for a reason, right? And the thing is, they want the best for you. If someone's being negative, they're projecting their worldview. They're projecting their worldview onto you of how, they react, how they'd react to you know, what's in front of them. And so it, it's, it's important to understand that if someone doesn't get what you do, Okay, someone doesn't get what you do. You can try and explain it. But as we know, for some things, people have a lot of conviction. So, for example, if I try and convince someone that their religion's wrong, then I'm going to have a hard time doing it. But some people are a little bit on the fence about some things and I may be a bit able to persuade them. Some people, and you will know them, are negative because they don't get it or they're negative because they don't like it. Now, now you might you have to take a view on this. Do I explain how it works? I suggest you do. But then look at the reaction. If the reaction is constantly negative still, then then the result is that you can't cut them out. They're a loved one, they're friends or family, and that's not cool. So instead, keep you know be friends with them, be a family member, talk about other stuff. I don't minimise my time. Jedi Hill here has said reduce your time around them. I, I completely see what you're saying. If it's a loved one or a family member, I don't reduce my time around them unless they're a constantly negative person. That's different. If they're negative about my thing, okay, then I just I minimise my time around the subject. So when I, and, I, and this has happened to me plenty of times in the past, when someone's like, what, really? That's, a, that's like, that's not much, that's not that good. What are you doing that for kind of thing? I've ex tried to explain it and they don't get it. I will leave it. I'm like, do you know what? Whenever they bring up work, I will, I will give them a shortish answer. I won't be rude and we'll move on, you know? And there are people I know who helping different companies and that, and I, you, you know, that's not a real job. And, and if there's that response, it's like, no problem, we won't talk about it. There's no point trying to convince people otherwise unless they're like, I just don't quite understand it, that's fine. But if they're gonna be negative, just doesn't mean you can't have a great time with them. This is what I'm saying. Some people are negative all the time. Some people have that in their DNA, that's how they're built. So minimize time with them. But what I do with, with the loved ones and the close family that are like, just like, they don't need to know about it. What, what's the point, you know? So, so that's, that's important. Some people just don't, aren't going to understand it. They're, they're kind of under, they're in, from a different world. That's the way to look at it. So you just got to enjoy being around your loved ones with the topics or with the, the um, activities that you enjoy spending time with them doing. So it might be small talk, it might be watch, watching sports, it might be just hanging out as family time. But when it comes to, when you can see it's going to be talking about your thing, just leave it. Just don't bother. That's, that's how I handle that, in my opinion. Um, can't wait for Entrepreneur Business Live in Barcelona next week. Claudia, lovely, lovely to hear from you and good looking forward to seeing you there as well. Two Black Hearts, what do you do exactly? What's your craft? So I've worked for 17 years in sales. Um, so a number of different types of selling. And my business, Two Black Hearts, I know your real name, sorry, uh, is 
coaching corporates in sales, but I also work a lot with startups, uh, specifically in online engagement and kind of the commercializing of their ideas. Um, what I also run is an events business called Entrepreneur Business Live. And next week in Barcelona, we have our next one, the following week in Miami as well. So it's exciting to be running those. And it'd be nice to get to back to Barcelona and of course, to see everyone in person. It's funny, someone last night, uh, no, this morning sent me a message saying, can you send me a link to the LinkedIn meetup in Miami. I was like, well, you do mean Entrepreneur Business Live, but it is a bit of one. There's a lot of community from LinkedIn that's getting together. So it's really nice that so many people are kind of coming together for these events. I'm really pleased with it. Carolina Mankowski uh, added on Facebook, sit down and have a heart to heart with them. Most people who are negative are jealous. There is so much more to this there are, that you are more than welcome to DM me and I can go to, through much more depth in this. There you go. So there, there's a, I'm not a life coach. Uh, I'm, a, a, I'm, I'm a business coach and, and Carolina there is probably a better person to speak to about this kind of thing then. Uh, a couple more questions. Mirav Levine has, has said a good conversation to have on daily routine. Can you uh, uh, add something about sticking to the routine when you just love starting projects? Look, I'm, I'm an action taking person. I love, like most people, the shiny new thing. Um, it doesn't mean you follow through all the time. Um, and sticking to routine, you have build in time, Mirav, as um, a reward, okay, for sticking to your routine, build in time to, um, to, to focus, to, to explore your new projects. So for instance, if, if I have my business, that, spent, that takes 98% of my time, and if I hit the things I'm gonna do, if I've done all the tasks, then of course, I'll set myself like well as a well done because I've done it. And maybe if I make, you know, if I've made $3,000 this week so far, then I've hit a reward. Then I get my hour on a Wednesday for projects, special projects where I can explore something. So maybe I explore Bitcoin. What was your name? Maybe I explore uh, uh, Bitcoin Putrad J4371. Maybe I explore e-commerce in some different way. Maybe I write a book. Mate, so whatever my new project, I love starting new, if I love starting new projects, great. You will massively fail if you constantly start new stuff and never follow through. Follow through on, on something, focus on the thing that you can do. And if you want to add new stuff, great. But be, you know, think about how much time and energy goes to each, each side. Okay, so one thing, a little bit of time that, that you know, is, is exploring new things, but the majority of time is spent with, with making sure you, um, you know, you deliver on the, on the main thing you're working on and that supports your space to be able to work on and try out some new stuff, okay? Uh, two Black Hearts, are you familiar with Jordan Belfort? Yes, I am absolutely familiar with Jordan Belfort, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street as he's known. Um, next question, a couple more to go. Uh, let's go with Reese Thomas. How do you incorporate mindfulness into your daily routine? I think I kind of answered this already, uh, Reese. What I do is I have 10 minutes a couple of times in the day, uh, sit down. I'm also really, I'm really aware of me anyway. I'm aware if I'm pushing to my limits. I'm, I'm, there's this, it's not self-talk, but there's like a voice in my head going, you're good right now, or like you're on the limit right now, or you need to, you need to work your face up a bit more right now. But, uh, but I have those two 10 minute slots, like in the morning and the afternoon, uh, set in, in the schedule to, to say, right, I'm gonna have 10 minutes just to focus on nothing. It's the zero time brains, you say the brain is allowed to speak. That means my subconscious is allowed to talk. 
if you're focused on tasks all the time, you're very focused on doing stuff, but there's parts of the brain that aren't firing, because it, or at least if they are fine, they can't be heard. When you allow your kind of focus on task part of the brain to be switched off for a bit, so 10 minutes is all it takes for me, um, works for me quite well. Um, so, so that's what that's watching. Uh, hope you can join me next week on Wednesday, uh, watching live rather uh, through the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. If you want to join the LinkedIn Masterclass, uh, then you need to send me a message, a DM saying I'm in for LinkedIn. And I'll explain a bit more as we go. But otherwise, thank you so much. I will see you in the DMs, some of you. But otherwise, thanks very much for watching. See you later on Instagram. Goodness knows if it worked on, uh, on, on LinkedIn today. I doubt it did. And I will also catch up with you um, uh, soon on Facebook. So thank you very much, everyone, for watching. I'm absolutely thrilled. So